Hey everyone, uh, as I've said before, doing these episodes remotely, which is kind of the new normal now on the podcast due to the pandemic, means that I have an opportunity to reach out beyond sort of my regular uh, base of guests, and it gives me a chance to talk to people who have connections to the Winnipeg scene, but maybe aren't necessarily living here anymore, and this episode is a conversation with jazz guitarist Jocelyn Gould, who is a Winnipeg expat and has gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, we talked about her roots here in Winnipeg about how she fell in love with the guitar, about releasing her excellent debut record during the middle of a pandemic, and a whole lot more. You also may have noticed that there haven't been any ads on the podcast lately. And that's mainly just because during this crazy crisis we're in, I haven't felt a lot of motivation to go out and basically hustle for ads. I'm always happy to get any kind of sponsorship from anyone who wants to, but, you know, there's a bit of legwork involved in making that happen, and it's just felt weird to ask people to support the show financially during a situation where nobody has any money, really. So I guess I'm putting it out there that I like having the ads on the show. I think it helps, uh, especially when it's music-related, to get people's records heard, to let them find out about shows, which obviously right now aren't happening. But, you know, there's an audience that listens to this podcast. Their majority of them are in Winnipeg. Almost all of them are involved in the local music scene or fans of the local music scene. And it's just a really good opportunity. So, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to make the ads super cheap for local bands. Uh, please send me a message and we'll, we'll work something out. I'll even do ads on the podcast in exchange for some band merch or whatever. We can make some kind of deal. But So just, just let me know if you're interested. Um, we can work something out. And I like having ads on the show. It, I think it adds to the whole goal of promoting local music when I have local artists advertising and promoting their projects at the top of the podcast or in the middle of the podcast. So if you're interested, let's put some ads on there for like the price of a coffee or two. You'll make it super cheap or I'll trade you for whatever. I just want to help you get the word out, which is the goal of the show in the first place. But yeah, get in touch. Thanks. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast. Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, once again, I'm on a remote call because of the pandemic. Uh, that's kind of been the norm for the past few months, I guess. But uh, one of the things I like about it is it gives me a chance to reach out a little bit beyond, I guess, my usual stomping ground of, of Winnipeg, and that's about it, really. <laughs> and I can kind of reach out to Winnipeggers who are no longer in the city or have moved on to other other parts of the country or other parts of the world and sort of expand the, uh, I guess, the horizons of the show a little bit. So I think maybe the best way to get this one started is if you want to just introduce yourself and a little bit about your music. And I have lots of questions, but I'm just kind of curious how you describe it sort of from your own perspective. Sure. sure. Uh, well, I'm J- my name is Jocelyn Gould. I'm uh, from, from Winnipeg originally. Um, and I'm a jazz guitarist. Um, I yeah, grew up here and have been leading my own band for a while now, playing as a side, as a side player in, in other people's bands. Um, yeah, that's okay. yeah. No, that's that's a pretty good description. I think. Um, okay, great. <laughs> one of the, I, I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you is one of the things that I think is maybe a stereotype about Winnipeg is that a lot of people are under the impression that people leave here to make it. And I'm just wondering what what was sort of the process for you to to go away from here to pursue a music career? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I wanted to. Um, I guess the the type of music that I'm interested in is really like an American music and an sure. American an African American. I mean, jazz is an African-American art form. So for me, it made sense to kind of go closer to the source to try and study it. Okay. And I was trying to find a teacher, um, a teacher that I wanted to study with. And it just happened to take me first to Detroit was the first place I moved when I left left Winnipeg. Um, but yeah, I... I guess, I guess, yeah. For me, it was about sort of like if you want to really study this type of music, you should go to the the source of of where it's from and where where it really thrives. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it's actually, I guess, maybe surprising that more people don't do that because I think what happens when people kind of go out and pursue the the origins of what they're what they're studying and what they're playing 
is that the people who don't do that, they, they develop their own weird kind of uh, unique version of it. You know, so Winnipeg, I mean, Winnipeg has a very strong jazz scene with the Jazz Fest, mm-hmm. and, and there, there's a lot of artists that, that have stayed here. And do you feel like there's a Winnipeg sound that you are hearing from, you know, away from the city that you kind of recognize as a Winnipeg thing from a distance? Totally. I think, well, for starters, Winnipeg, I didn't realize this until I left, but Winnipeg, um, basically everybody sings, even if they're not really a singer. Sure. There's just such a culture here. Like the culture is that it doesn't really matter what you play. You also probably sing or you enjoy singing or have sung in choirs like choir here in in winnipeg is just a part of kind of growing up well it was for me anyway for a lot of people Um, yeah 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 just a part of of growing up and a strong part of mennonite culture which is i'm mennonite so um and then when i left winnipeg it was really like if you're not a singer you don't really sing (laughs) and no one's heard of mennonites right yeah 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 (laughs) and that was a real shock for me i really um I really, I just didn't realize that that was something that was unique, unique and special to Winnipeg. And yeah. another, another thing is our strong connection with folk music. It's huge. Um, yeah. It's so huge, and it's really like, even in one of kind of my heroes, who I've been lucky to get pretty close with, um, a jazz guitarist named Russell Malone. He said to me once, um, like, you shouldn't try to hide your roots of who you are because they're going to come out anyway in your music. Okay. You can't, you shouldn't try to hide who you really are, who you, what your roots are because yeah, they'll escape in your music anyway. And for me, it's like the sound of Winnipeg is really like strong, strong has very strong folk roots, which isn't again, isn't just like I moved, you know, to Detroit and was like surprised. I had grown <laughs> You know, I grew up here, and I just thought that folk music was the music of everywhere. Sure, yeah, yeah, totally. Do, do you yeah. uh, do you hear that coming through in your own music, or is it like a subconscious thing? Definitely, definitely, and especially in my writing. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with writing folk music. Like, when I started playing the guitar, that's all I wanted to do was, like, write the world's best folk song. Sure. And um, in, uh, in my composing especially, that's still... That's that's still I still write write like instrumental jazz music the same way that I would write like a singer songwriter song just by like singing a melody and coming up with chords. Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. I think that I think that maybe jazz has a perception of being. I don't know the word is like maybe like a higher level of thinking out the music because because of the complexity and because of like the intricacies, right? And and folk music has the opposite reputation as being a very simple like three chords and the truth kind of thing, right? So it's it's, yeah. it's cool to hear that that combination of styles because I don't think they would maybe naturally fit on the surface anyway. Totally. That that makes sense to me, but I think it actually has really um benefited me because a lot of like you're saying a lot of a lot of people don't necessarily focus on melody all that much and on just kind of like simplicity. And I, in, from, from my perspective, get sort of caught up in what is complicated. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, I just want to like, my goal, like my goal is just to try and create something beautiful and like get all the complicated stuff out of the way and just try and be something simple and beautiful, I think is what, what I'm trying to do so yeah it's it's really neat and you just you just released an album not long ago right a few weeks back or a month back yeah just um a little over a month ago so what was that experience like releasing an album in the middle of all of this craziness that's happening right now it was a little strange but it was it's the first record that I've put out as a leader so I have no like comparison I can't say like oh this album's doing a lot worse than my last one it's just kind of doing how it's doing (laughs) And, um, but it has been really neat to see, um, the, so I put it out on March 20th. So like a week after everything locked down and, um, the sort of just support from the international community, people from, you know, like in the, in the middle of Italy's like worst days with this pandemic, I was getting, orders on my website from Italy. Oh, cool. And yeah, so just the kind of like surreal, like 
sense of connection that it that it sort of created in terms of interacting with people from around the world in this like super messed up time. Yeah. It was really, yeah, kind of a weird time probably. And like, yeah, I just have no idea. Like I had a bunch of gigs booked, of course, that couldn't happen, but um, it's, it kind of seemed like a nice time to be able to put something, put some music into the world. Sure. Well, and I guess, too, that there's the benefit of, of people are, they have the time now to, to dig deeper and look for music that they haven't heard before necessarily. And so you're going to, I mean, I found so much stuff just over the past few months that I probably wouldn't have heard before because I, I'm actually actively looking and not, because I have the time to, right? So I, th- I think that is a, a benefit to musicians, even though, you know, the whole tour is canceled and gigs canceled and all that stuff, it, it sucks. And I know a lot of totally. people who are struggling, but I mean, at least there's kind of the, people are more open to hear new things because they have time to do it now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Which is very, very cool. And you get to feel a little bit more sense of purpose. Like, oh, like maybe, you know, you, like maybe somebody is listening to this and it's like brightening their day. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. hopefully it is, right? <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Thank you. 
when you uh, when you released that album, did you have? I mean, I know you, I know you said you had some shows that had to be canceled, but did you have a whole plan of how you were going to get it out there and promote it and everything, or was it? Uh, and has that all been kind of altered now? Yeah, it was going to start. Well, I was doing a series of just kind of my own tour that I had booked in. Um, it was going to start mid March. I actually was supposed to drive from Toronto to Detroit on the the morning of the 13th and that was when everything like kind yeah. of shut down so we canceled that gig and um then they closed the border <laughs> um but yeah so it was going to start with with kind of my own tour and then there was going to be a jazz festival tour yeah there's lots of those um, yeah yeah so that uh hopefully is just getting postponed till next year the big thing right now that is um, the so everything between now and mid October has been cancelled. There were some various festivals. So the big thing now is I'm supposed to do a five week tour in Europe starting October fourteenth. Oh wow. And I have no idea just like is that gonna they cancelled Oktoberfest, so yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. like who knows if that's gonna happen. Uh, have you played out there before? No, I've never been to Europe, and I'm so I was so excited to go. Yeah, well, hopefully it happens. Um, that's yeah, that, that'd be too bad if it gets canceled. But it would be, it would be. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. But I know I just, you know, I'm not, of course, the only person who's kind of having having things not exactly go their way right now. So I'm trying to just be patient. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, just to jump back to something you were talking about earlier about the, I, I've been thinking about it as we've been talking uh, about the singing and the choir thing and all that. Um, mm-hmm. That I, I totally agree with you that that's a thing that is really heavy here. I mean, I know so many people who, as adults even, are, are in choirs or have been in choirs their whole lives and things. But what what drew you to instrumental music? I mean, because there's the, you know, Winnipeg again has such a strong vocal history and, and everyone sings whether it's by a campfire or in a band or in three bands or karaoke yeah. or whatever right so what was the appeal yeah. i guess i mean you know obviously jazz is a different totally different idiom i guess than than that sort of traditional winnipeg style folk music but what what do you to that what, what is the appeal of that for you uh well i grew up singing and um that was kind of the first my first love like my whole childhood that's my memories are of singing I was in you know musical theater and choir and just my dad um is a retired elementary music teacher oh cool so we were always he was always rehearsing for musicals he was putting on and I would always learn all the songs and um so the first um yeah, many, many years of my life were just dedicated and to like obsessive singing. And I discovered guitar when I was 13. Oddly enough, I remember that it was May 13th. That's very specific. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was 13 years old. Um, and my older brother taught me a few chords and I was really into like, like punk bands, like no yeah. effects and green day and that type of stuff and um he so he taught me how to play power chords on on the guitar which is brilliant because a major chord is this there's no third so the it's all the same same, chord yeah it doesn't matter it's the it's it's like the best way to start and i just got like completely obsessed and wanted to just learn because then i could now suddenly accompany myself while I sang, you know, I didn't have to like wait till choir rehearsal or wait till whatever. Now I could, now I could accompany myself singing and I just got like, yeah, completely immersed in learning to play. And, um, I actually didn't, didn't, I was really into learning like lead and, but I didn't learn theory or any, anything like that until, after I graduated high school, I decided that I wanted to go into do a music degree just because that was the thing that I was really passionate about. And I didn't have any particular like love for jazz yet. Um, But I was sort of like, Oh, I really wanted to play the guitar. I don't know why I just got had like, I just knew I wanted to learn more about the guitar and it was sort of like, well, you can play classical guitar or you can play jazz guitar at university. Yeah. And to be a classical guitarist, you have to, like, 
it's really hard to just like pick that up because there's so much, it's so technical and so much less about like your individual personality. Sure. Yeah. You're just playing hundreds of years of the same thing that everyone else has played. Yeah. Totally. And it requires just so much, like such a high level of technique that takes years to get to. Um, Whereas with jazz and kind of like the, the offshoots of that, you, of course you need to like, develop technique but you can start you can start expressing yourself pretty quickly um i found i found so i just was like oh well jazz will be earlier easier to do so that's what i'll do yeah (laughs) and and that's that's what happened that's cool that's it's interesting because i mean like you know i i I played in bands that never went anywhere but i have pretty much the same story of you know being like 12 or 13 getting into the, some of those same bands and getting a guitar, getting a guitar and playing it all the time. But I never really progressed past the power chord stage. I'm like, I'm going to play loud and distorted and this, that, that's it. I'm good. And then awesome. I, you know, I listened to, I listened to a lot of jazz, listen to a lot of other stuff, but yeah, my, my playing stopped around like, you know, 15 year old level, <laughs> but it's, it's cool Perfect. to hear that. Like you took that kind of basics that I think most of us who have played music of any kind started with and, and took mm-hmm. it into something more, um, well, more complex for sure, but also just like a very sonically different and ex- expanded it that way. Totally. Yeah. It's very, it's really strange. It's not like you're the average path. I no, don't I don't think. think so at all. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's but for guitarists though. I mean, we all kind of start in our bedrooms. I think it's such a self-taught instrument. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we all just want to like be loud and like smash things. I think yep. at first. <laughs> yeah. I still so, kind of do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. You know, I wish I could go back. Like I, I was a like prolific composer when I in in my teenage years. I just wrote like hundreds of songs, and now it's like I don't I don't have. And I had such a like sense of purpose and yeah. ur- urgency about it. It was a real like like I had to write these songs because that was what was important. And now it's like I have to force myself to sit down and try and come up with some, you know, and I just sometimes wish, really wish I could go back to that, to that kind of sense of like, of the creativity you have when you're a kid. Yeah, it's crazy. It's because you, because you, you feel like you have to, you can't stop it from coming out. Whereas I think the older you get and the more experienced you get, you want to stop it from coming out because it might not be good. Totally. Like you put a filter on yourself with anything. I mean, you know, like I work, my day job is as a journalist and I, I've read stuff that I wrote when I was in journalism school, like 15, 20 years ago almost. And it's horrible. It's really, really bad. But at the time I was just churning it out like crazy because I thought, oh, this is, this is perfect. This is, I'm amazing at this because I'm 19 years old. And I think, you know, and it's cringy now, but I think it's mainly because I've managed to figure out how to put a filter on myself and do it the right way, which isn't always, I guess, the best way for anything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that sense of just like, satisfaction of just like I don't know that sense of fulfillment when you when you finish something and you're and this is mine like this is this this thing that I created and just not having the idea of like yeah well what are people going to think about it you don't care when you're a kid no you don't know you know maybe maybe we shouldn't care as adults either I mean maybe we'd be doing more interesting stuff and just as a human race you know totally totally
So when you first started getting into jazz, like what were kind of the main um, influences you had? Like what were there some records that you heard that stand out as being like, oh, this is putting me in this direction for sure. Like these are the kind of the, the signpost albums that, or artists. Yeah. Yeah. I got um, really into Wes Montgomery, okay. who is, um, it's, it's funny because it sounds almost cliche. He's sort of, you know, like the, the. Yeah, sort of somebody that everybody always says, oh, this is this is the person who inspired me. But he just, for me, I had never heard the guitar played like that because yeah. I didn't grow up listening to music that was, like, super swinging. And um, when I just, when I started listening to him, my favorite record, and it's just still my favorite record, is um, Smoking at the Half Note. Okay. And it, to me, is just... I, it's still like exciting to me the the way that it was the first time I ever heard it. <laughs> it to me is just like a full example of how I would love to be able to play the instrument and how I would love to be able to. It just like gets into my like deep. It just pe- like I don't know gets gets under my skin somehow. Still every time. Do you think it's the so, the way it's expressed, or is it like a specific tone or something to it? Like, what is what? Because I have records like that too, but mm-hmm. and I find it's always hard to kind of pinpoint. But there's definitely something that 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 draws you in, right? Like, was it just the way he played, or is it the way that the? I mean, I don't know. I'm, if you, I don't know yeah. if you know either, <laughs> it's hard to. I think I was thinking about this today. I I think that I, I was listening to not that record, but I was listening to another West record today, and was thinking. 
was thinking it's so the thought that came to mind was that it's so sincere okay the 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 sounds that come out of the instrument are so sincere and so full of soul and yeah i think ultimately that's it's just yeah it's so full of feeling and so such sincere feeling and can like bring me to feelings i've had in my life and bring me back to places that i've been in my life just just through through that which i just think is so amazing the like the human condition of sort of like like oh you have felt that way too yeah like, yeah you know well that's that's really interesting I, the, just the term sincere because like i've been doing this show for about eight years now and so i've talked to you know uh, folk singers rappers metal bands jazz players you know wide range and something that always comes up in conversation is kind of this idea that winnipeg as a city and as like a music making city that people have a very um, strong affinity for things that are genuine and things that come across as, as, as honest and sincere. And I mean, especially with the folk and roots and country sort of genres, like I think we as Winnipeggers have really good bullshit detectors. And so we can tell ah. if someone is, and this has come up a lot, like with all different kinds of artists and they all sort of agree that Winnipeg has this, this thing where people respect something that's comes across as genuine and they can kind of ferret out that, the fake stuff and i think maybe that's the same thing that you're experienced with that album that totally makes sense i've never like i've never considered that before but that's totally what it is and maybe that even comes back to you know that i grew up yeah with winnipeg music which which is such a sincere music yeah and singing singing is so sincere and yeah that's such a cool like uh, connection yeah i've been trying to figure out if that like just over the course of doing this kind of like what is winnipeg what is the Winnipeg sound, whether it's, you know, a death metal band or an opera singer, like there's something, right? I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm, I'm slowly piecing it together. I think over the course of doing this podcast. That's amazing. That is so cool. Cause there's a thing, right? Like Winnipeg has, has something to it. Like what, regardless of what kind of music you're playing, there's, there's, there's something there. Totally, totally. And I never, like, I, I can't quite figure out why. Like, we're so isolated. We never have, like, it's rare that people kind of pass through. We're yeah. not We're not a big city. I, like, I can never quite, like, what is it about Winnipeg? I don't know. Why? Why? It's really interesting. And there's so many creative people coming out here, too, in, in any field. Like, you know, whether it's film or music or art or anything. Like, it's just nonstop yeah. kind of just barrage of creativity. I, I don't it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's definitely cool. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really incredible. So, I mean, back to that, that West Montgomery record and sort of that style. I mean, that jazz is such a wide umbrella and there's so many subgenres of subgenres of, you know, variations on this style and that style. But that, I mean, I don't know what the best way to explain it is, but I think that with jazz, from my experience anyway, as a listener, there's stuff that is oh, so good for it maybe more generally palatable and then there's stuff that's way way out and mm-hmm. as a listener i tend to gravitate towards the weird stuff and i don't know why i think it's just because like listening to punk rock and stuff as a kid and that, that, that always interested me and that sort of i sort of backtracked afterwards into getting to more of the kind of uh easily accessible jazz like in reverse but as a cool. musician do you like how far do you take the improvisation like do you ever feel like you want to just take it away from something that is kind of more in a standard style and just go for the moon with it yeah definitely i definitely have um like two kind of desires and one is to sort of master uh like a style and a language that i love which is you know like bebop and hard bop yeah um and that that sound of like blues in within jazz language and then the other i i i know at some point i'm gonna start a project that's just like me and a bunch of pedals and you know like it has it's gonna have to happen and just like kind of i really just like still have the i've become so like calculated and like studied and but i still just want to like smash like bash things around yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i know i'm gonna do that at some point cool well, yeah, because I think that is the jazz equivalent of, of basically just turning up a distortion and, and screaming into a microphone, right? Is is doing that really avant-garde kind of experimental stuff. Totally, totally. And yeah, it's interesting. I was watching a documentary about um, like hip-hop, about how hip-hop and punk rock uh, kind of like 
had similar lineages in terms of sort of coming from like the disenfranchised and then sort of in New York, how they sort of came together in the same clubs and yeah. Yeah, I think I it's, it's, all, it's all connected, right? Every, every everything has everything has similar roots anyway, whether it's blues or jazz or punk rock or hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all connected, even if it doesn't sound like it on the surface. I think. Totally. Totally.
so once yeah. once this whole thing dies down, I mean, obviously you're going to try and get as many shows rebooked as you can in festivals and, and get out and promote the album. But I mean, now now that you've kind of had had time to sit with the album and it's been you know this, these months of of quarantine, like how do you feel about the songs on the record now? Do you feel like you have kind of are you happy to continue playing those for a while now, or do you have you already moved on in your head sort of to the next stuff? I've definitely already moved on. Um, and it's funny. We recorded that record in one day. We literally cool. just like sat down and did it. And um, I just want to make another one. As soon as I heard it, I was just like, ah, I just want to make another one. Like, <laughs> um, so I can't, I can't wait to just record my next one, um, which uh, probably isn't the right decision financially. <laughs> I should probably, I should probably like tour this one and yeah, yeah. you know. But I really want to get my next one out. I just really feel like I would love to. I really want to do like a stream of of records, almost like a stream of consciousness, where you just like record all the time. Yeah, yeah. And try and try and and I want to improve. I want to get good at recording. There's so much that as soon as I heard that record, I was like, okay, now I think I could do a better job if I just can do it again. Sure. Does, does the yeah. ability to do it in one day, does that make that even more of a desire? The fact that, I mean, because a lot of people will make records and it'll take them months, right? The fact that you could sit there and, and just bash the whole thing out, does that sort of inspire you to want to keep doing that even more often than you already, you're already hoping? Totally. I, I feel like the best way for me to improve as a musician right now and as like a creative person would be if I did that like once a week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, which might, which isn't really possible, but if I could do that all the time, I think it would be like, um, it would just get everything flowing. Like, okay, I need to record. If every week you had to record a record, you would just, it would come like the music would, would, yeah. would make, would appear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I see that you, I saw that you did a live stream recently as well. Eh? Does that, mm. I mean, that's almost like the same scenario where you have the, opportunity to just play you know regardless of uh, any financial part other than just like mics and stuff or you know and then all of that kind of business side of things you can just sit in front of a camera and just just play whatever right and it's, uh have you considered doing more of those kind of things while you're stuck with me like this yeah i i've done i've started kind of doing two different ways one is um just like performing and like you're saying getting on and just playing it's like really terrifying because you you I mean it is the situation that you should be in in a gig anyways but I'm the kind of person who like I'd want to have like practice the music yeah and, like you know really be like this is going to be the best I can play and um so it's been yeah a little scary to just get on and the, watching like the little eye with a number of people yeah, yeah. just like going up and up and up and being like oh what am I doing right now <laughs> And then the other one, which I've also thought is really cool, is I've started, um, like, an educational live stream. Cool. Where I've just sort of, like, picked a topic and um, and kind of given... Because a lot of people who have been following me are people who are... There's just so many, like, folks who love guitar but don't necessarily have a ton of time to practice and um, are, you know, it's sort of maybe, like, more of a hobby. Yeah. And... So something, I think it's been really fun to do, like, um, kind of almost like live lessons where a bunch of people can come and watch and just sort of try and get, because everyone's sitting at home with their guitar, might as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. Might as well do something. And I'm really into education. I really want to, like, I love teaching. and So, yeah, that's been cool as well. Have you had a good response to this? Um, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome so far there's um always been lots like lots of folks like up like upward to at any given time like 100 people watching awesome. and um which i didn't know like i was just like well i'm just gonna whatever get online and teach to nobody or <laughs> whatever you yeah, know yeah. i just feel like teaching and yeah it's been really cool and a lot of people are really interested in the process and, um, like I know, like if all my, if my hear, you know, the guitar players I love started getting online and teaching, I would be, yeah, I would for be sure. logged on. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, it's been really cool so far. Do you see that as something you want to continue even maybe after this, all of this is over or? 
I think so. There's a little part of me who that wonders, like, if I'm, um, you know, there's always the fear of something that people, of something becoming like of devaluing your art sure. by putting by putting it up online for free. Um, but I feel like it's okay to just do like short lessons. Like a little bit of me is a little bit like afraid, like, Oh, what if, what if, you know, this person would have gone and taken a lesson from somebody and instead they're just watching my free thing. Right. And right. I'm like taking away money from people, but. Or they're going to steal all your techniques and then take over your gigs or something eventually. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing how many people don't tell you their secrets because that's sure. what they're afraid of. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but, so, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No. Oh, no, that's it. So if people are, are hearing about you for the first time on here or are just like maybe they, they knew of you in Winnipeg or and they want to see what you're up to now, what's the best way for them to find out, you know, to watch those live streams or to, to pick up your album, things like that? Yeah, um, so my website is the best place to check out my record, which is jocelyngould.com. And all my live streams have been, I've been doing, kind of switching back and forth between Facebook Live, um, you can just find me, Jocelyn Gould Music, and Instagram, same thing, okay. Jocelyn Gould Music. Cool. Yeah. And then the the album, I guess, uh, you're just shipping them out right now? Is that sort of the... Because uh, I don't think any record stores are even open at this point, so... Yeah, 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 right now, just just mailing them out, going to the post office every few days. Cool, cool. And is it yeah. available on all the streaming stuff, too? I, 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 don't, I don't use any of that stuff, I'm so clueless about it, but... Um, it's a, people can get it on Spotify and everything if they yep yeah cool. it's on all the platforms as well cool awesome well yeah well thank you very much for doing this I'm glad we could uh, connect after the first day didn't work out but this is this is great oh me too and, uh, this yeah, is awesome yeah I'm, I'm happy to have you on here I'm always trying to get different styles of music too so I mean for a while there I was really pushing to get more jazz musicians and then my schedule just got kind of filled up with more punk bands and folk singers because you know it's Winnipeg after all and metal bands there's like definitely a few genres that, that dominate but yeah I'm glad to have you on and, and talk about something a little different for a change um, no no offense to the, the punk bands I talk to or the folk singers but you know there's so much so many different styles of music that it's great to have uh, someone representing I guess a different a different genre oh that's very cool well thank you for having me on it Thank you. 